0: Thank you One with Matt Lusser. Obviously, I am your host, Matt Lusser. We don't have too much to talk about today. Obviously, only the Tour Championship and our PJ Tour tournament season is over. Kind of, there's still a wraparound. There's another tournament. August 15th is when the next one starts. That's uh, when the first. That is the first tournament of the new 2022-2023 season. Obviously, the PJ Tour is going to change that. I don't think the wraparound is here to stay much longer. Uh, would live in everything but it's still technically considered i believe until january it's still considered the PJ tour offseason these tournaments just are there i guess is the best way to say PJ tour likes doing a lot of tournaments yeah we're looking at and it was an amazing weekend it was really fun to watch on tv if you did it was a lot better to watch because there's only 30 people competing the format, I kind of touched on this last week. The format I did not like, or I do not like it with the tour championship. Basically, it's if you're the points leader for the season going into the tour championship, you start off at 10 under, and if you're in 30th, you start off at even. Basically, to give them that uh, head start, and the winner of the tournament wins the FedEx Cup overall. It used to be you could have a FedEx Cup winner and then have a tour championship winner separately. Like when Tiger last won the tour championship, when he was back, when everyone was following him down the fairway at 18 at Eastlake, there he didn't win the FedEx Cup. He just won the tour championship, the tournament itself. I personally think that format is better, but you do get some interesting stuff. I mean, Scottie Scheffler was up the whole entire week. He had going into the final round on Sunday after he had to finish the first, his last six holes also on Sunday for the third round. He had a six-stroke lead over Rory McIlroy, and obviously Rory came back to win and win the FedEx Cup for the season points. The interesting part about it is looking at the leaderboard on DataGolf, Golf. Data Golf does not show the starting point; they just show what they shot for the week. So Rory would still have, even in a normal format, Rory still would have won by one stroke over Sanjay M, and Scotty would have been Scotty was at 10-under on the week. Without his head start of being at ten under, so he would have been seven strokes back. Now, with that being said, he was up by six strokes going in, so he actually was leading normally going into the final round. Just completely blew it because he would have been at sixteen under, would have finished second if it was in a normal format. If it obviously without the, that's without the final round, yeah. So I don't remember what my picks were from last week. I know sky I said sky just because he had the head start, so obvious choice there, right? But I um. Thursday morning, I kind of switched my picks. I didn't tweet it out or anything. I guess this was a mental thing I wrote down or whatever. I changed my pick to Rory or Scotty Scheffler, one of the two, and boy was I right and did I hit the nail on the head because coming down on Sunday down the stretch, it was a battle between the two. I mean, Scheffler just seemed to fall under the pressure. It was not good for him this weekend. He had a good week, or sorry, it was a good week up until Sunday. Going into the final round, it looked like he was running away with it, but if we've seen any theme this season, we have realized that lead is never safe. We saw it at the PGA Championship with Justin Thomas being six or seven strokes back, and we just saw it here again, except Rory was in second to start the final round, but he was down as many as 10 strokes after the second hole of the final round, I believe, and just came all the way charging back with an amazing, amazing round of four under which was, let me see, was it the lowest round of the day? No, that was not the lowest round of the day. The lowest round of the day was actually from our boy Jordan Spieth at five under. Yeah, Jordan Spieth and Victor Hovland both had five under on the final day of the Tour Championship. That put Spieth at tied 13th and Hovland at tied 15th. So yeah, right in the middle of the pack there for this 38-person field. Uh, let's take a dive into Rory's stats on the week while I'm looking at it here on Data Golf as always. Strokes gain total was only 2.16 plus 2.16, and that was obviously the highest on the leaderboard. Scotty Scheffler was only at 0.56 strokes gained this week. Let's really see where Scotty Scheffler lost it. Was his putting? So his putting, he actually lost strokes on the field. 0.77 strokes on the field putting for Scotty Scheffler this week. And let's just see what the round four was. And round four, he lost 1.65 strokes putting and 2, 2.61 on approach. It was just, like I said, not a good day for him. He lost total on round four. He lost uh, 4.24 strokes. And obviously losing by one, that was enough for him to lose a tournament. That would have been those strokes. I mean, honestly, if he just gets his putting to even, like no strokes gained, no strokes lost, he wins. If he gets his approaches to only one stroke lost, he wins. So Scotty just kind of fell off. It was very clear on the pressure. Like, let's look at round three. Round three, his putting was also losing strokes, but his approach was gaining more than anyone else in the field at 2.89. Round two, Scotty Scheffler was at still again lost strokes putting, approach, and tee to green was plus 4.6, but lost almost two strokes putting. The only day he didn't lose strokes putting on the field was the was round one. So Thursday. So it goes to showing. Clearly knows what he needs to work on, but obviously he had a great season. If you watched it before, you saw that Rory actually apologized to Sheffler's parents after the round saying I'm sorry he deserved it more than me when he won the tournament, uh, which is kind of funny, but also kind of true. I mean I, this is why I don't like this new format with the 10 under and all us. Rory deserved to win the tour championship. But if you look at who really dominated the season, who deserved to have the FedEx Cup, who deserved to have that $18 million bonus. It was really Scotty Scheffler. He won, what, four or five events over the year more than anyone else? And then the Masters on top of that? It was very clear who owned this season, and I honestly think it would be Scotty Scheffler and Cameron Smith number two. Now, Rory did have, let's see, what was Rory? I know Rory had one of the lowest scoring averages for this season in the history of the PGA Tour, so let's see what we got. I want to say it was 68 point something. There we go. From Golf Magic, Rory McIlroy makes history on P.J. Tour with Stunning Statistic, article by Matt Shivers. His average of 68.67 puts him down in the record books next to DJ Singh, who accomplished this in 2003. So he had the lowest, the lowest scoring average on tour since Tiger Woods and V.J. Singh is where he was at this season. So he had a good season. He obviously only won, I want to say one event, maybe two, not including the Tour Championship, just to be clear on that, including. I'll include the Tour Championship once I see what the stat is. Okay, so he won three events this season, including the Tour Championship. By the way, he started off at 3-under. So, seven strokes back to start the week. That was just on Thursday. And then it was six strokes back to start the day on Sunday. This is his 22nd PGA Tour career victory. Three wins again in 2021-2022. And Scotty Scheffler had the most with four Masters on top of that. It's really amazing to look at it, how Rory was able to charge back. I mean, just looking at his, here's his final round scorecard. Start off with the bogey. And then four birdies on the front after that bogey. Only two on the back, but 15... If you watched 15, the par three, he made a really long putt, hyped up the crowd, got everyone hyped up. It was really fun to watch. Again, it was just a battle down the stretch. Something we haven't seen on the Live Tour, by the way. But what is kind of starting to annoy me is how much Rory makes everything about Live. Uh, he keeps taking shots. Like one quote, he was like, uh, "It's nice to take the lead on the." Um, 70th hole so for some of you guys the 50th that's just unneeded you don't need to be taking shots at live out of nowhere like that like it's kind of out of pocket to where why don't you focus on yourself winning all right you just won why do you have to make it about everyone else why do you have to make it about a whole nother golf tour that's not even affiliated with the tour championship obviously there was a lot of people about to leave for the live tour right after the tour championship that was their plan and that came out and they're in boston now for the that event, And we'll get into that in a second of who left. Bunch of big names. I would say one big name and one eh name. Uh, the rest still kind of small, but a lot of people went to live. Now, I believe it was five or six that went and are playing in Boston this week to start off their live venture or career. But again, Rory, he's, he's always been that spokesperson. He has been all year uh, or since live became a thing, but it's just one of those that's like, do you really have to make everything about it? Like it's kind of get annoying. I just watched the best golf I ever did on PGA tour. And I recognize that it was on PGA and not Live, but you do you have to take little shots like that? Like it's just petty. Like who cares? You won. Focus on the fact that you just won eighteen million dollars. I mean, the winner of a uh, the winner of a Live Tour tournament's getting four, not eighteen. Like why don't you focus on that? If everyone's talking about the money, then talk about the money you just won. Like it just doesn't make sense to me why he has to take shots at every little thing about Live. He just did his own thing or the PGA Tour with the Tomorrow Golf. We talked about it last week. That is coming soon or coming in the next year or so. I think that's just something that he's doing his part, but you don't need to keep talking and talking and talking. Focus on your golf for once, and he clearly is. He's playing very well, and if he's going to, honestly, if he's going to talk, now's the time to, uh, to talk because he's playing well enough to where he can back it up. So, yeah. Uh, that's all we have from the tour championship again. Congratulations to Rory McIlroy. It's cool to see It's great for PGA Tour that he won in general against the, for the live battle if Sunjay Im would have won I think it would have been all chaos and we would have seen more players move to live just because that would be so bad We don't need a player with the name Sunjay Im. Nothing wrong with Sanjay Im. He's a great golfer Seems really cool funny, but he doesn't fill that void that PGA Tour needs right to show that they're the best of the best Sunjay Im winning your tour championship and taking home your 18 million dollar bonus—that's not what you need. Jay Monahan would have probably had a heart attack if that happened, because that's just so bad. But again, some J. M. great—he would have deserved it if he won. Just—I no, don't think it'd be the best thing for the tour if he did. It was—I think it would have ruined it and made a very anticlimactic ending. Not again—not that he wouldn't have deserved it, nothing like that. I just think that it wouldn't have been good in the long run for the tour. I think it makes him look not like the best of the best when some guy, named, some some J. M. knows—not a household name—not someone everyone knows wins your season long race. So now what we're going to move on to is the players who have moved to live. I guess we'll talk about the live event that's coming up uh, as well, but nothing really much because I mean now we're done. With the season's over, we won't have a lot of big games playing for a little while, except in the live events. So I guess we'll talk about that a little bit, but I'm not really sure. As for the podcast, I'm not really sure if it's going to be weekly going on right now, just because the off season, there's nothing really to talk about in professional golf. Right, like it's just gone. It's done. It's not there right now. Nothing really interesting to talk about unless it's live news. So maybe we can do like a little emergency podcast here and there, but We'll see what happens there. Yeah, but next is Live Golf. All right, so now to Live. They're in Boston this week, and there were six players right after the Tour Championship went to the Live Tour with Lahiri, so one of the only uh, Indian players who was on the PGA Tour now, the only player on Live Golf that I know of, Cameron Triangle, Mark Leishman, one of the uh, top Aussies on Tour in the recent years, Harold Varner, one of the only African-American players on the PGA Tour, Joaquin Neiman, who has been very good recently, he's had a very good season, and like if you remember he, I think he was up there for the championship, or was that Mito? Joaquin uh, Neiman has had an amazing season so or on the PGA Tour, and lastly the biggest name is Cameron Smith, one of the top, the number two ranked player in the world right now, is now on the Live Golf Tour or Invitational, whichever you want to call it he basically said, and I didn't read the article yet if I could find it, but he actually did a Article for Golf Digest on why he was finding it finding quick for you. Yeah, so he did a phone interview with Golf Digest, and he said, "Here's a quote: Money was definitely a factor in making that decision. I won't ignore that or say that wasn't a reason. It was obviously a business decision for one." and an offer I couldn't ignore. He has earned 27 million on PGA Tour during his the last eight years on tour. And I mean, he probably just got a contract something like that probably, or more than that. He's a little less than quadrupling, if not more than that, his career earnings just by going to live for a few years, right? For four years with his contract. So it is like, it's just, you can't turn that down, right? It's hundred million. We've talked about this before. Yes, it's a money thing. Everyone wants to go for money. There's a likelihood that and this is Australia will get a Live event. For me personally, I love teams golf, and it's something I wish I could have more often. I love the four-person team aspect of Live. Even when you're out of the tournament, there's something else to play for. I take it as the he loves the team aspect, the PJ Tour doesn't have that. They will have that in tomorrow golf, but not on a consistent level like Live Golf does, and just money, right? He literally said it's a business decision. And at this point, with a player like Kim leaving, yes, he's not huge, but he's been very big as of late. He obviously won the British Open, so he's the latest major champion, or the only one from this year, I believe, to move over to Live. And he has a better shot at playing at home in Australia because the PGA Tour has no events maybe won in Australia. And with Live, it's international, so they can push to, and the players are obviously more heard Uh, So he can push to have an event in Australia and be able to actually go home and play at home. Obviously, now he lives in Ponte Vedra, which, funny enough, is the home of the PGA Tour headquarters. And his home course, I believe, was TPC Sawgrass. Uh, Maybe not anymore, because obviously that's the flagship course of the PGA Tour, considering the players is there. And that's their biggest uh, event that they run, Uh, the event closest to a major that they run as well. It's just... Something that you got to think about I me mean, Harold Varner going I mean none of these names are really that big to me It seems like Mark Leishman and Cam Smith were a package deal just because of the Aussie uh, roots And I mean he's had really big victories this year could the players the British Open uh, Century tournament of champions like he's had a very huge year definitely one of the best on tour this year It was like I said it was mainly this season was mainly a race between him and Scotty Scheffler every single week But now he's a uh, head to live again I don't really know what to think about this like like I still watch live events and I still think they're great and I think if it was funded, I've said this a thousand times on here, I think if it was funded by anyone else, we would be fine. Right? Like it wouldn't be problem at all. I don't see why it is. I mean, the, one of the biggest funders of Saudi is the US, if you didn't know that too, it just doesn't. There's no reason for everyone to be hating on this and for the PGA Tour to have done what the way they reacted at first. Even Rory said Phil was right about the change. That needed to happen. And that's become pretty obvious now. Rory didn't say explicitly Phil was right. The question he was asked, the reporter asked, um, so do you realize that Phil was right now or do you think he was? And he said, I don't want to give anyone credit, but yes, there didn't need to be change. Essentially saying, I don't want to give Phil anything to brag about, but yeah, there needed to be changed. Just something to think about, really. Let's see what. Where is the Boston tournament? Is at the International. Let's see, I have honestly never heard of this course. I'm sure it's really nice. Obviously, a private country club in Bolton, Massachusetts. I mean, it looks really nice from the videos I've seen also that Liv is, the way Liv has been covering it today as the players arrived. Redesigned by Core and Ben Crenshaw. Obviously, Ben Crenshaw is a very famous course designer. And also, Liv really makes it more entertaining for people. Like, they got Diplo coming on Sunday to Live to play at Live. Like, it's just a much more younger crowd, and that's even something that Cam Smith said in his press conference today when he arrived at the Live event that as the golf crowd gets uh, younger and younger, you need to find ways to entertain them, right? Because in general, golf is boring to watch. I think we can all admit that. Unless you truly understand it, you're not gonna be tuning into it. And Liv tries to make it more viewable, I guess is the word to say. It's not as long. Right? Shotgun starts, it's not as long to watch. You don't have to sit on the couch for eight hours to watch it. And it's easier on the players. You don't have as many events. You're not playing as many holes and all that kind of stuff. So it's just more fun. It really is. And you got these concerts coming. Like, people actually want to go to these live events because they have more on the entertainment side than they did before, right? It's much, much better than we've ever seen anything the PGA Tour do. PJ Tour has concert on 17th green at the Players but nothing like every time there's an event. Like now they obviously don't have the same amount of money. I think they could find the same amount of money. Maybe not the, the big amount, but I think they can get sponsors enough to be able to get money, right? Doesn't make sense. They were able to up purses so fast before. Why can't you find more sponsors, move some money around and make them even more? There's no reason they can't. The PJ is technically a non-profit, so they have to unload all their cash. It just depends on where the cash is going. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything behind it, but that's just what it seems like to them having so little in that. And they also have more sponsors. Like when doesn't even have any sponsors. It's literally or a TV deal. They have almost no income. If you really think about it, they're just spending, spending, spending. So there's got to be some income to be made, or something in the future, a TV deal coming down the line soon. Especially with all these good players coming in. I'm also interested if you didn't know, the court date for Live isn't until 2024, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, that just means this battle is going to be going on for a few more years with no one playing in the same tournaments. Uh, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, that's all I have for this week. It's been fun. I don't know if we're going to have one next week or not just because there's no golf. Or no, we'll do one next week and we'll talk about Liv. Uh, I just don't think DataGolf follows Liv or gets any stats on them, so it's kind of hard to analyze it, uh, right? Because there's you no know, – and the leaderboard on the line is kind of weird. Uh, but, yeah, it just – we can do one next week uh, for Liv. After that, though, no, I do not know because obviously there's no P- – Right, so there's not much to talk about. Uh, unless more live news pops up so yeah uh thank you guys for listening uh see you guys next week